Big dog ball talk. Mad at you. Jordan Flegel. We're back. Uh, the schedule's just... I'm not going to say the F word, but I'm going to say it's screwy. It's messed up. There's a lot of uh, a lot of messed up things going on uh, and a lot of uh, you know things that uh, are out of our control. But uh, the schedule one day will be back on track. That's the, the big dog ball talk that I hope to you know, create here and fester uh, between the two of us, Jordan. Uh, but for now, you guys will be getting uh, a, a double header uh, to this Monday, uh, right before the, the season kicks off, or tips off, rather, and uh, we get the our, our big juicy preview out there. Uh, but, I mean, Jordan, uh, we're, we're, we're going to be talking about uh, the Central Division in this episode. I mean, this is, I think... Maybe one of the more slept-on divisions uh, throughout, you know, even NBA history. A lot of great teams have uh, come from this division. Obviously, the the Chicago Bulls dynasty of the '90s. But uh, you know, outside of that, a lot of real cult favorite, to, uh, cult favorite teams, rather, uh, as well as you know, some teams that have broken through in the past with uh, the Giannis Bucks and LeBron Cavaliers. And uh, you know, yeah. the, the, there's obviously the Pistons uh, also had their runs as well. But none of these teams, uh, you know, really did much when it came to the postseason last season. And I mean, uh, you know, yeah. overall. When you look at this division, like, do you think it really stacks up in comparison? Because I, I, I do think that it's a lot more talent than people give it credit for overall. Yeah, I mean, well, w- with uh, you know Dame Lillard joining the, the this division recently, uh, you know, ta- talent level has has shot up quite dramatically. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 interesting. There's a lot of uh, you know, like we're, we're obviously going to get into it, but you know, a team like the Bulls. Uh, is a good example of yeah teams teams that's got a lot of talent but does it mesh perfectly well uh you know that's not not really at least so far you know do do they come together and uh you know are they are they bigger than the sum of their parts uh maybe not um you know you've got uh, on the other hand really young team like the pistons uh you know uh with with a lot of young talent but you know haven't done anything yet and then a team like the Cavs, great regular season last year uh, but as you said, kind of fell apart in in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and yeah, we don't have to go into get into how the Bucks fared in the in the playoffs. Um, and so, yeah, it's uh, it it is an interesting division. But yeah, I think they they they've got some to say. I think there's there's been a lot of uh, hardship for this division. Uh, you know, if it, it outside of that Bucks championship, uh, it's been uh, it's it's been tough goings for a lot of these teams. But I think mm-hmm. this year, you know, it th- there's there's some good prospects. Maybe maybe the you know, one of the championship favorites in the Bucks, uh, and then you know, who, who knows where, where where the Cavs go? Another good team, and 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 yeah, the teams like uh, you know Detroit and Indiana, maybe they've got the future. So I, I, the, mm-hmm. it's a it's a it's a you know division that I think should be forward looking, but yeah, maybe you know in terms of the last couple of years, uh, kind of disappointing. But but they mm-hmm. they can use that as fuel, Matt. Uh, this is this is bulletin board material. Even that I'm saying the this haters right are now. the motivators. Yes. Yeah, that's a. I mean, that's. A, I think that the, that's a good time for us to kind of talk about a team that uh, I think has probably received the most, uh, you know, hate. Uh, if you want to really call that uh, out of all these teams, that might be the Chicago Bulls. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, a team that, as you said, loaded with talent on paper, but uh, just hasn't really been able to make anything work uh, when, when it comes to you know product on the basketball court. Uh, last season, they they were able to you know get that game. Uh, Demar Derozan's daughter was able to scream <laughs> her way into uh, helping the Raptors choke that one away uh and, and then you know they put up a competitive fight back and forth matchup against the heat for that final spot in the play-in tournament but uh you know of course they end up dropping that one in south beach 
looking ahead, I mean, that's not even the spot that the the Bulls wanted to be at in the first place. They weren't they 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 had higher aspirations than that from the start of the season. You know, the the year prior, the first year with DeRozan kind of at the helm of this uh, this team. Yeah, there was a point when you know we were looking at it. You know they were going to be a top three seed in the East. Obviously, it doesn't shake out that way. The the Bulls or the the Bucks take the out the trash, uh, and uh, that that was all she wrote for that one. So two back to back seasons. You know this one most recently uh, even worse than the the initial run. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when I when you look at this team, Jordan, I mean, do you see any kind of light at the end of this tunnel, or is this just going to be another kind of doom and gloom season here for uh, the Chicago Bulls? Well, Matt, I can't believe you even said that. They they picked up Tory Craig. They're going all the way to the mm-hmm. finals, man. I mm-hmm. mean, that that mm-hmm. was the missing piece, clearly. Um, I mean, I, I don't know how you can look at this Bulls team and and say that they're going to be any different than they have been since since they put the that that big three together. Um, you know, it it really, you know, tragically, it was supposed to be a big four, really, with with Lonzo. Um, yeah, and, yep. and when what you just you know what you said there about them when when they were at their peak when they were looking good it, it was it was when when Lonzo was out on the court uh, and you know we've talked about it many times before he he was like the connector he makes all these pieces work he's he's the 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 point of attack defender the 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 shooter the the guy who can set set people up um, and and can create offense and uh, just just make plays uh, on both ends and without that this team has just looked just so mediocre it's just it's 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 sad and it's even worse i mm-hmm. I, I it i just i feel bad for bulls fans because you're they, they haven't been bad enough to uh you know get any sort of good good uh positioning in the draft um you know and they're stuck in that that dreaded uh middle uh and i just see that continuing this year because they they haven't really been able to improve anything um yeah you you've got an a, another year older demar Derozan. i think he's still got you know, uh, gas left in the tank here. He's only, he's only 34 in, in today's day and age. Uh, you, you know, you, you can still play at that age. I think he's still going to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, still no Lonzo, you know, for all of this season. So that's going to hurt, but they, they, they have Alex Caruso there who can, uh, you know, alongside, you know, a young guy like Desunmu, who I think is, uh, you know, uh, f- fully prepped to have a, 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 a take another leap forward this year as a you know a young guy that that I actually really like, um, and so yep. they've got some some sort of reasons for optimism maybe like if you also get another good you know really good shooting and scoring season out of Zach Levine if if he keeps getting better um, then you know you've you've got some stuff here but I, I just. I don't know. I, I think it's much more likely that maybe one of those two top guys spends some time, you know, on the bench injured because uh, because those are two guys who, who, who you know, have, have have had a fairly storied injury history um, and you just don't have any uh, margin for error. Even if one of those guys does go down, um, it's not like mm-hmm. you're going to really be able to hold, hold hold down the fort here, I don't think. And, and the biggest, you know, the biggest uh, – problem for me or the the uh, a symbol of their 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 sort of mediocrity is uh uh nick vucevic who again i i liked yeah, him in in yeah. different situations um yeah the brooke lopez effect man he played on a poverty just, franchise he was sick he yeah. put up insane stats but they won 20 games a year yeah yeah and you just he they they, they fucking re-signed him uh you know they, they 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 extended him and now he's their uh you know he's he's their 32 year old center can't defend anyone very inconsistent mm-hmm. offensively um and it's just he with, with him there 
uh, you know, as 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 your center. I, I just don't I, I don't know how far you you can go. And without uh, like like we're saying about Lonzo, without that real connector offensively, it's just kind of a uh, you know you'll you'll get a few wins here and there because of the top end star talent. But th- to me, this isn't even really a real team. Like they're missing so many different uh, you know you know pieces here. Um, you know, I, I, a guy like Patrick Williams, everyone's waiting for him to. Take a big step forward. He's still only 22 years old. Kobe White, another young guy they've got. We'll, we'll, we'll see if he can sort of break free. But he's already, I think, you know, Bulls fans are a little down on him in terms of, mm. uh, you know, his his potential kind of translating to the NBA. So I don't know. I'm 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 just kind of meh about the Bulls this year. They just didn't do enough for me to change the outlook. Uh, and and so many other teams in the East have 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 really you know mm-hmm. loaded up. Uh, which we're gonna get to here. So yeah, I, I, I don't know what else to say. They're, they're, they're they'll hey. be okay, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's fair. Uh, it's definitely a team. You know, that there's a lot of question marks around them. Uh, you know, rightfully so. But uh, it, for me, I kind of have the Eastern Conference broken out, and there's a couple tiers here. And uh, you know, I, I think there's a there's a about a four team, maybe five team. Uh, you know, inclusion here. For my tier two, and I think the Bulls fall within it. I think that these are kind of like in that borderline, and I I, I think it's crazy to say because again, I think all the things you're saying are true, and they're all based on facts. I'm just feeling hopeful for this team Let's that something's go. the gonna Bulls click, are back. Here we something's go. gonna work, and the Bulls will be back. Cause Tory Craig, they, they've got the talent level, and they should have some kind of cohesion. I know there's yeah. just been you know butting heads here and there. There seems to be some shit tension some kind of tension under yeah. this uh you know the skin bubbling around here and uh I, you know i think if they can figure this out and you know just commit again because the vibes were so good that first uh you know that that, that first year when the uh, drozen was you know potentially on you know, the, the top of the mvp candidacy zach levine was looking like that budding uh, all-star tandem that uh, you know they needed out there vucevic was doing his thing obviously not much of a defensive guy but uh, you know patrick williams was able to help out down low a little bit and of course the alonzo ball huge part of that as well but i still think even with the tur- the current team that they have like they've got some depth they've got some guys i mean like uh, one of if you're looking for a replacement for Lonzo Ball, I mean Alex Caruso is not the worst guy to have there to kind of slot in when you need him. Uh, and, and you know Ao is not uh, you know the the most typical defensive guy, but I think he can develop there. You know he's still super young, he's raw, he is a, a lot of talent you can kind of tap into here. I think. And uh, my big thing that I think if one of these guys can do it, and I believe you might have even mentioned this in the past, but. If one of Levine or DeRozan can maybe take that one step backwards offensively and take one step forwards on defense, yeah. that could make the world the difference on this team. If they yeah. have one more competent wing defender, and, and you know they don't have to be like a, a Paul George two-way guy, like they can still be you know uh, as long as you know just a, an average defender. Because right now they're both defensive liabilities. For being honest, neither yeah. one of them uh, really put much of an effort on it, uh, let alone have that skill set. So I think if one of them can just you know. Take some more time to focus on their defensive integrity and, you know, Harper down. I think really at the end of the day, as much as I love them and, uh, you know, I, I, I want to see them, you know, continue to get these buckets, moving up the NBA's all-time scoring lists and everything, you know, DeRozan really should be that guy. Uh, Levine has, you know, already been kind of touted as that future guy that the the, the Bulls wanted to build around. And I, I think that he's got the skill set, he's got the tools, and he can be a pure scorer. And uh, DeRozan's shown he can kind of be a facilitator as well. So if he can kind of 
move into that role a little bit more. I know he probably doesn't really want to because he's still got a, a lot more to offer. But if they really want to win and he wants to go out there and you know see if he could finally get back to the you know the 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 bridge of the uh, you know the Eastern Conference Final potentially you know maybe maybe they, they can pull something off here. Like they've got the talent, they've got uh, you know the weapons to do it. It's really just can they mesh together? That that's my biggest question with these guys. And uh, yeah, again, yeah, yeah DeRozan. I, I think it's really going to come down to what, what, where you want to do this, man. Do you want to make this uh, a career where you, you can be respectable, try and go for that ring, or you just want to take your money and, uh, you know, go hoop? I, I can't really yeah. blame you if that's the choice you take as well. <laughs> but uh, at the end of the day, I think that this season, if they, you know, make some kind of noticeable change in their game plan, maybe that'll tell us we were, they actually have some hope. If they just roll up the same bulls that we saw the last couple of years, just call it wraps in week one. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, the I, I totally agree too about you know one of one of those guys one of those top guys uh, yeah just just slightly changing what what they 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 do because you don't need two of the same guy like I the mm. last couple of years we've been looking at it like it, it especially you know at the starting of the season you look at their stats you don't really you can't really tell who's who they both average you know about twenty six points per yep. game ish or twenty four to twenty six um, you know they, they they hover around there you know same amount of uh, rebounds surprisingly low assists for two guys with the ball in their hands the whole time. And uh, that that's my goal for this year. I want to be able to look at the stat sheet and know who's DeMar DeRozan and who's Zach Levine. I don't care who takes on, yeah. I don't care who takes on that responsibility, but, but yeah, I want one with few, few less points uh, and, and a few more assists. Uh, maybe, you know, a half a, half a percentage of, you know, a, a steal per game in here to show me mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're doing a little bit more defensively. Um, and, and I think th- that that will, uh, you know, make a world of difference for this team because, um, yeah, like you, they've got to do something to unlock offense from other people. Because, like, last year, even though they, they have a lot of defensive kind of liabilities and defense was the worry about this team when they were put together, they were actually good in terms of team rating defensively like they mm-hmm. had they had they, they that wasn't really their issue but they couldn't score the goddamn ball at all because they had no shooters uh you know around around uh damar and zach levine and it was kind of easy to game plan against them so you know i just need one of them to try and yeah be a bit more of a table setter more of a facilitator move the ball around a little bit be a connector get some of these guys open shots uh and and just make yourself harder to defend as a team because they were just so so predictable, so e- easy to, to, to deal with last year. Um, and, and so, you know, we'll see if they can do it and do that while keeping that same, uh, you know, that same level of defense uh, mm-hmm. that, that they were able to show last year. Um, and, yeah, we'll see. I mean, they also picked up Javon Carter. I think that's a great pickup. I think he's a really underrated yep. kind of bench uh, point guard guy who can come in and, you know, really, really hard-nosed defender, you know, that in that uh, true West Virginia style. Um, and uh, so I think he, he's going to help them. Um, and, 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 you know, uh, the, the, the big long-term question for the bulls, I mean, I, no one really thinks they're going to contend this year unless they make some sort of trade. You know, that I, I think they, it's possible they can maybe overachieve, you know, if, if they get good seasons out of everyone and, and, and maybe, uh, can, can sort of threaten someone in the first round. I, I could see that happening yep. fairly realistically, but like the long-term outlook for them, it's, it's just going to be tough to sort of deal with, with these aging guys between, uh, DeMar and Vooch. And then the Lonzo situation, I just hope it's resolved one way or the other. I hope he can get mm-hmm. back on the court. Uh, you know, he's convinced that, that he can, or, or at least he's, he's showing some self-belief, which is, you know, 
more than I'd be doing if I, you know, went through what, what he's been going through the last couple Don't years. Don't ask just, Stephen A, man. He'll tell you the opposite. <laughs> you can't even sit he's up. He's pissed man. about it, yeah. Uh, but, you know, what we, we will see. But I, I hope he makes a full recovery. He's able to get back on the court because he's a special player. Um, but, you know, if, if you're the Bulls, maybe, I, I don't know, do you – do you explore maybe trading this guy, seeing what you can mm-hmm. get? I, I don't I don't know the answer to that question, but that's going to be the big one going forward. So, you know, uh, I, yeah, ho- hopefully for Bulls fans who, who got all excited when <laughs> a couple years ago when, you know, the, the, the Bulls were back, hopefully they can have an, another positive season. Um, but, you know, still a lot of question marks uh, for this team going into the future. Well, uh, you know, moving on to the the next team here in the Central Division, uh, a team that uh, has most recently found uh, you know the ultimate success in uh, winning the NBA championship within this division. That's the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, you know, first things first, Jordan. I mean, uh, I believe this is now our. I I I don't think we did like a full recap before of the Dame trade. I don't believe. I think this would be the first time we could really talk about Dame on the Bucks, or, or maybe we did. I don't know. I- we uh, might it's have been a bit of a whirlwind, man. Yeah, there, <laughs> all the who knows all the episodes meld together. I'm not sure, but let's do it. Again yeah, yeah, anyway. exactly. That, that, that's always the best when uh, all the episodes <laughs> meld together. That's what everyone loves. But uh, regardless, I mean that 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 is the the make or break of this team. They went all in to get Damian Lillard, uh, you know, to, to pair him next to Giannis, and you know, hopefully entice him into uh, getting himself to that uh, that 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 next level uh, you know maybe a, a step up from uh, Drew Holiday as well uh, especially on the offensive end maybe not so much on the defense but uh, this team for sure has championship caliber written all over it i, I think it's pretty hard to, to ignore that uh, they were already uh, you know a fierce team last season obviously the heat were able to you know just come out swinging catch them off guard and, and they were able to take that huge upset uh, victory uh, you know right out of the gates but yeah. uh, you know i i I would be shocked to see that same result this season with the roster they've constructed. Yeah, I mean the the top end talent is is ridiculous. Um, I I you know Dame and, and Giannis. I, I I think yeah I think we talked the about pick and roll we, is going to be fucking people up every uh, night. Hundred uh, percent. And I, I I I we did talk we did break down the trade when it happened. I think at the time I you know this isn't a hot take. Everyone's saying it. I'm sure, but you know. But, Best duo in the NBA, I think, clearly goes to these yeah, two guys yeah. just for for how they fit together, uh, what 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 they're able to do. Um, Pascal Siakam, Scotty Bar. Yeah, yeah, close second, close second. I, I Very close. Um, Grady Dick and Precious Achua, Precious Dick, Precious <laughs> yeah, Dick is yeah, yeah. Uh, something I need to get behind. But uh, these two, these two, those two alone are going to give you so much offense. Like it, it's just unbelievable. I mean, already in the preseason, you know. Giannis is fucking talking about how he's never had this much space before. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's going to be the same for, for Dame. Like, Dame's never played with anyone even close to the caliber of, 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 of Giannis. Like, Dame's just <laughs> – Dame's probably going to be in a whole new universe. Like, the, the, yeah. front oh, court, yeah. the front court players that Damian Lillard have had to play through – play with up to this point in his career – are so laughable. Like since since Lamarcus Aldridge Jeremy Grant left, maybe the best. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I, obviously Aldridge. Yeah, yeah. But he left so soon into to Dame's career as before he was really you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it was just a couple years there. Um, but like, just it, it's just been so bad for so long. But now you've got not only do you have Giannis, but you've got uh, Brooke Lopez too, one of the better centers in the league. You've got Chris Middleton. We'll see if he can get back to being closer to who, who he was in, uh, you know, in their 2021 run. Um, Takes a hell of a lot of pressure off him to have to perform offensively, though, now. Yeah, well, it, it's 100%, and it's just going to be just a, yeah, completely different uh, experience for him. And I think, you know, he, he's just going to 
be out there having a field day. You won't even really have to try. Um, yeah. And 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 to to that point, I think Dame is gonna have to like like we saw with Devin Booker. And I always hearken back to it that twenty uh, twenty one run um, when, of course, they you know go get to the finals, lose to the Bucks. Devin Booker flipped the script. He was thought of as a terrible defender. He really worked his ass off. Uh, and, and I think after that, I've thought of him as a good defender since then last year, same thing with, uh, someone like, uh, Jamal Murray, uh, another finals run guy. No one really, you know, uh, thought was that good of a defender. I thought he did a great job last year. I think if the bucks are going to actually win Dame can't be what we're all, we all think of him right now on defense as like mm-hmm. a guy who's basically a, a traffic cone. You can just go right by him. Never been that good. And now at 33, he's, you know, what, what's he going to do? I think he needs to completely flip that narrative and I, he, he's got some pressure taken off him offensively now a, a lot of the times I mean through the regular season he, he, he might just be out there really offensively just to hit shots like he doesn't need to control yeah, yeah. everything the, the the Bucks already have a you know a good system they're able to you know get fairly decent offense running through Giannis so I think Dame he's gonna have to work on uh, you know, so some of the other things that, that have traditionally been kind of weaker for him, defense mainly, uh, you know, moving without the ball as well. Uh, not that he's mm-hmm. bad at that, but, you know, he's going to have a lot of, you know, chances to sort of do little Steph impressions, you know, set back screens, uh, you know, try and, you know, run off pin downs and stuff like this. There, there's going to be different things that I think Dame is going to have to uh, sort of, you know, embrace doing, you know, new things uh, if the Bucks are going to be successful because, um, you know, they, 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 the one thing they did lose in, in, in the trade, you, you're, you're trading out Drew Holiday for, for Dame Lillard. Perimeter defense is a real weakness for this team now, and that's one thing yeah. I'm, Pat I'm Connington, really watching. Pat your running shoes on, man. Well, you're going to be chasing around uh, all these, uh, these fast little guys. Yeah, and he's, there's going to be a lot of pressure on him. You know, he's, he's starting at the two by all accounts. That's, that's a bit. That's a bit more. You know, above his pay grade, I would say. You know, he's gonna yep. be out of his comfort zone. I, I like Pat Connaughton. I think he can handle that uh, with all the talent around him. But like, you go down the list of, of the other guys on the you know they, they, on this team. They've got Malik Beasley. He's not gonna be stopping anyone, especially in, no. in w- oh, when the playoffs roll around. Um, you know, who knows what Chris Middleton's gonna look like on that side of the ball? He was not very good defensively last year, uh, dealing with injuries, obviously. So. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, but he's got to get back to that. You know, we'll see if Jay Crowder can, uh, you know, dust off his defensive mm-hmm. chops here a little bit because they're really going to need it because that is the one he thing that... It's the Bucks' fault. Well, yeah, exactly. But, you know, that that's the one thing that I'm circling. Like, how is their defense going to look? Because there's also been, you know, uh, I, I haven't partaken in it, but there's been some Brooke Lopez slander the last few weeks of, <gasps> oh, Brooke, Brooke Lopez, uh, you know, he's best, really good defensive center, but we'll see how good he is without Drew Holiday uh, brick walling every fucking person trying to get into the paint, uh, you know, uh, making his life easier. So this is going to be Brooke's fucking uh, toughest test yet this year to sort of defend the paint uh, while all these guys are mm-hmm. blowing by all these trash defenders that the Bucks have. Uh, and, and it's going to be harder on Giannis too uh, to sort of, you know, be that sort of rover, uh, you know, help defender because he, he, there's a lot more helping out that I think he's going to need to do uh, this year. So So there are questions for this team, but offensively at least and sort of the top end superstar talent once you get into a playoff series if you have Giannis and, and Dame uh, it's it's going to be hard to bet against these guys yeah, in in yeah. almost every series and before I throw it back over to you Matt I need to flag something ESPN I'm on ESPN.com looking at the rosters okay mm-hmm. Robin Lopez is also on this team apparently yeah uh, I yeah. think that's still true 
He's listed as seven seven. I don't think that's right. Someone's got to get in Robin there and change Lopez. that. Yeah, maybe hit that. Did he, he grow a little bit? Spurt. Yeah, maybe. that'd be cool. Those sure. mascots are fucked now. They have to stand on each other's seven, shoulders, seven? style. Oh man, that's gonna be talking crazy. Yao Ming. Yeah, yeah, an inch taller, an inch taller. So good yeah, on Robin yeah. Lopez. Is, uh, They're definitely winning yeah, now. This is, might be a career changer. Yeah, this, this could be interesting. Uh, put him yeah. in there instead of Brooke. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I mean. Realistically, though, still, I mean, uh, you know, the, the defensive front that you, uh, you know, you have with Giannis and Brook is is pretty, uh, you know, remarkable. Yes, yeah. It's going to be Super. tough for anybody to get through that, no matter what. Uh, you know, even if Dame's, you know, maybe uh, a little bit more of a turnstile than they'd like him to be, uh, you know, on a night-to-night basis. Uh, you know, I, th- I think once the playoffs come around, you know, again, like you said, well, I would hope to see him step it up a little bit, just at least the intensity. I know he's not going to yep. be locking anybody down by any means, but, uh, you know, just, just the effort level there. And I think Chris Middleton, same thing. Like, in the regular season, I wouldn't be surprised to see him, you know, make some lapses here and there effort-wise. But when the playoffs come, I think, you know, if uh, he's fully rested and he's feeling good and he can, uh, you know, kind of make all those explosive steps when he really needs to instead of, uh, you know, getting them out of the way earlier on to the season, uh, you know, that, that'll yeah. pay them some dividends and, uh, you know, he'll, he'll be able to lock down some of these other uh, perimeter guys a lot better. But uh, regardless, that is going to be the biggest weakness on uh, this team. But at the same time, I don't really see them, you know, lacking in the, 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 the point that, you know, ball movement will be the the issue like you know they'll be able to close out on shooters still like i don't think that they're going to get killed yeah. uh, you know by on the on the perimeter uh when it comes to shooting but i think that you know if they match up with any really good ball dominant wings or uh, you know guards that can really yeah. take you off the dribble that's when you're going to come into trouble but again if you're going to try and beat me off the dribble that's just fine i'll let Giannis and brooks slide in there and you know chances are you're going to have a rough uh, night of the office uh robin lopez is always good to come in and uh, draw flagrant so i mean uh, yeah. this yeah. is uh at this seven is a seven that's... he can do it man he can just reach over oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah monster style uh put him <laughs> through the floor uh, but like but who, yeah, who's it, guarding jason tatum on this team you know like that i think mm-hmm, that's the yeah. big like you're saying these you know bigger dominant ball handling wings it, it's going to be tough because that series is coming this bucks celtic series i hope we get it in the the eastern conference finals mm-hmm. i think everybody does but that's going to be the question for this team you know who is going to this team got punked by jimmy butler last year another guy they might yep. see again who's guarding those big wings that's that's my my, my big question for, for for these guys well that will be answered uh very soon as the uh, the nba season uh you know gets Ever closer. Moving on now, though, to uh, another team that uh, potentially has uh, some high hopes to, to make it into uh, uh, you know, a deep playoff run this season. Uh, unfortunately, weren't able to get a jo- the job done in the first round against the New York Knicks last season. But uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, there, yeah, the lights were too bright. Jared Allen, that was probably not the right thing to say at the moment. <laughs> no, I like uh, the honesty. I, mean, I appreciate it. I, I know he's he's not really on the internet much. I probably, he probably doesn't even know people use that quote all yeah. the time now. Uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, it's it is what it is. He, he's got his his, his notoriety. I, no I press is bad this, press, man. Yeah, I mean, that's sorry, true. And I mean, well, I, I don't think Cleveland gets press? it all that much. No, no, definitely Something like not. that. Uh, I mean, they got Amoni Bates now, so uh, hopefully yeah. there's no more bad press coming out of Cleveland. But uh, this is going to be a, another interesting year of uh, you know Cavaliers basketball. Uh, a team that you know I, I think actually kind of has a little like lost some of the hype that was around them. You know that I think they had coming into last year. I think they really kind of you know took some people by surprise. But now you know they they're kind of like ah. They're, they're a sexy team, but, you know, they just don't get that love. And, you know, I, I still look at them kind of, a, as I was saying with the Bulls, I got them in my Tier 2 in the Eastern Conference. Uh, and, again, Tier 1 is, like, two teams, and I'm sure you can kind of figure out who that is. Uh, but uh, Raptors you know, and they, somebody they, else. 
Yeah, exactly. The uh, the, the the Raptors and the the Hornets. The Hornets. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to another uh, in the next podcast. But yeah. uh, this this team in, in general, uh, you know, they, they've got all these young guys, you know, all star potential talents, uh, guys who again who are like Donovan Mitchell, who are you know on that kind of precipice of like you know borderline superstar uh, in the NBA. These are these are guys who can you know. On paper, you know, again, make make a good run, go and do something. But yep. so far, I don't think I've really seen them do enough to make me go, "Wow, this is a, a team that I can see going on that run." There's just some kind of a quality to them. I think maybe it is still just that experience. Uh, like I think they need to kind of go through the war, go through the struggles a little bit, find that uh, you know defining factor, find that identity. Because right now, I think they really are just kind of the young, fun team, and they they are good, but. There's not really any threat. Nobody's, uh, you know, scared to play the Cavaliers, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, we, we just talked about, uh, you know, who, who, who's, who on the Bucks is going to guard Jason Tatum, Jimmy Butler. Who on the Cavs is Jason Tatum or Jimmy Butler? They, they still don't have yeah. that, uh, that wing player, the most important uh, player in the game today. Uh, you know, and they lost uh, their closest guy, Chetty Osman. That was their, that was their <laughs> ticket. Uh, they don't even have him anymore. Um, you know, is Max, is Max Struess ready to step into that role? Uh, who knows? We're, we're, we're yeah. going to find out here. Um, nothing like but, going smaller when your backcourt's already uh, sub yes. six, three. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and that's six, that's, four, small forward will fix that up. <laughs> well, and that, that's the thing too. I mean, I, I, I was last year when, you know, when, when this team was first put together over the last off season uh, and going into last year, I, I, I was kind of cool on them. I, 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 but I gave them the benefit of the doubt in terms of the sort of the, the top end talent and, and how they would all kind of mesh in, in terms of those, those four guys on the court, Jared Allen, uh, you know, Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland and, uh, um, Evan Mobley. Um, and I, I, they, they honestly impressed me in the regular season. The defense was off the charts. Number, number one, I think, uh, in, in the league, if I'm not mistaken. And, and mm-hmm. one of the best, uh, you know, offenses as well. Uh, and so I thought, oh, these guys are actually better. And then they kind of, it went, when the playoffs rolled around, they kind of reverted back to what I kind of thought the, the ceiling of this team w- would be going up against, you know, the the, the, the Knicks who were very hard-nosed, you know, beat the hell out of the, the offensive yeah, glass yeah. against just them. Just outworked them. Just, just completely outworked them and, and exposed a lot of the weaknesses that I thought that they had. So I kind of came full circle on these guys. And now I'm... I'm kind of looking at them uh, much more skeptical. Uh, you know, I'm, I, I feel free to be more skeptical of them going into this year. And I think mm-hmm. essentially what they've got is is their top four players are are, are e- each of the pairs kind of need to be playing one position, and 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 so they've got two guys battling for one position, uh, uh, and and they need to have them all all out there at once. So they've got kind of got guys in 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 weird situations. Like I just. Donovan Mitchell, I think at this point, what I've seen from Donovan Mitchell, the, the way he's able to control a game and the fact that, you know, even go back in his Utah days, uh, at the end of the game, the, the the ball was in his hands. He was the one running the pick and roll. I think hey, Donovan he's Mitchell... He's coming off a season. He scored 70 points. 100%. And, and he got a lot of assists in that game, if I, if I uh, you mm-hmm. know, yep, uh, yep. Am, am, am remembering correctly. I think he's kind of kind of like how James Harden started as a, a shooting guard, quote-unquote, but then became a point guard. I think Donovan Mitchell has to just be your point guard basically. And what I mean by that is he doesn't necessarily always have to be the one 
uh, dribbling up the ball. Like he can go off ball, but I think everyone on the court needs to be fucking taller than six one Donovan yeah. Mitchell. I know he's yeah. got a long wingspan. Uh, he he's he uh, and of, also better defensive. Yeah, and he got better defensively than than when it looked like he fucking just gave up uh, in his last year in Utah. Uh, so you know he's 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 a little better, but you you want. You want guys who who can cover up for that that very you know his short stature like like he I just don't think you can you can say okay we're gonna roll out Darius Garland another guy who's even worse on defense who's the same height and we're gonna play these guys yeah. in the backcourt it's just not there's I don't care how good they are offensively they can both score seventy points uh you know it's it, it's just too tough to uh r- roll those guys both out there I think in the backcourt and and that's just a tough gonna be gonna be a situation hell playing to be game in. yeah game four times a year yeah yeah exactly and 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 like it, just any anyone like that uh any any sort of ball dominant uh guy on, on the other side just so many uh you know even even you know most point guards have have uh you know a few inches of height on these guys it, it's just uh, even if they both become you know really really good uh you know defensive players for for their size they're still that's still a disadvantage to them you can just shoot over them a lot of the time uh, and I, th- yeah. I just think there, there's just it's just a tough way to go about constructing a backcourt, especially when you don't have a good number three who's reliable or, or a good three as in a small forward who's reliable, who's got size of their own, who's really good defensively as well. Like if they had a, a, a more solid guy at that position, I'd feel better about it. Uh, but yeah. now you've got a you know, you've got a weak backcourt. Uh, in uh, it, just in terms of the fit and defensively, and then a question mark at at the three, and then the same kind of situation for for Mobley and Allen in 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 the front yeah. court. I think Evan Mobley needs to just be a center. Like I don't think yeah, unless 100%. he becomes some 100%. sort of knockdown amazing uh, three point shooter, which at this point he, he hasn't been able to show. It's just way too clogged uh, between him and Jared Allen in the front court. Um, and you know it's not like you can slide Jared Allen to the four. Like th- th- these are two guys who I think just both need to be playing center and, and it's just hard yeah. to play them both, uh, you know, at the, well, at the it's, same time. It's crazy. You know, you have a guy that Mobley, like, like he is an amazing passer when he gets the yep. chance to, but he doesn't really get to do that. Uh, no. you know, yeah. when he's trying to go, you know, big to big with Jared Allen, who's pretty limited to, you know, being in the paint, which is where he's trying to work out of anyways, is the post. So, yeah. Yeah. uh, I, I, I think at the, the day and age of, you know, Jokic, uh, you know, dominating the league, this yeah. is the time. If you want to experiment with, you know, getting a guy who can be your, be your Jokic, uh, you know that everybody's trying to always find, trying to find that uh, that trendy hot uh, you know play style, uh, you know that that guy. He yep. fits the mold, and he's a better fucking defender. He's an amazing elite level defender. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, and I, and and all, all, honestly, like you know, it would be nice to see him get that step up on playmaking uh, duties for for this team. But you know, yep. he needs to get more post up spots. He gets he needs to get more uh, you know chances to kind of work his game. Like Donovan Mitchell's taken about seventy percent of the shots on this team. Yep. Evan Mobley needs to be getting a way bigger chunk of that. Like if yep. he's taking seventy, he should be getting the other, uh, you know, thirty remaining. Yes. Uh, you know, and, and that's no disrespect to Garland. I mean, like Garland's a, a, an amazing player as well. Uh, I, I think he definitely struggles to you know maintain his shot consistently, yep. uh, especially when it matters the most. I've seen a couple, uh, a couple nights. You know, he'll finish with five threes, but he takes fifteen to get them. Yep. Uh, and and I think that you know. Like you said, same thing. Like I think you know, you could package Garland and uh, and Allen to someone, and they would gladly give you back that three that you're looking for, or maybe just some good role players and the picks and stuff. Like there's there's lots you could do, and I think that Donovan Mitchell and Evan Mobley tandem could potentially work as well. Uh, they're both super young, uh, but I think honestly, at the end of the day, when I look at this team, 
I said, you know, I, I don't really trust them. And I think another reason I don't really feel that trust is I don't really know if Donovan Mitchell's there for the long haul. No. Nope. Like, Donovan nope. Mitchell has been linked to so many other teams pretty much right away after landing in Cleveland. Yep. Uh, you know, it doesn't really make me think that this is uh, you know, the, the forever home by any means. And he's not signed up for a you know, long, uh, long contract here. So I, I could definitely see you know, maybe if anything goes shaky, you know, Donovan Mitchell maybe is going to be on the way out. And I think that uh, you know, the Cavs are going to be kind of monitoring that. And again, if you kind of know that you know, maybe this is a risk, you're going to kind of lose him for, for nothing. Maybe you want to get, you know, your your younger, your twenty three year old, uh, you know, draft picks, homegrown guys, because young, even younger than that, some of these guys, you know, Mobley, I think only uh, twenty one now. Yeah. Uh, you know, get get them their touches, get them the, you know, the experience, get them some growth here, because uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's just gonna come back to bite you in the ass. So, uh, you know, as as much as I think this team, you know, again, could be a dark horse, could uh, you know, put it all together and figure it out. I just think they're too weirdly constructed. Teams kind of know yep. what they're expecting right now, and uh, I. I I don't see them getting past the second round in any situation. Yeah, I, I think it's just going to be a similar story to, to last year where I expect them, you know, if, if they're all, if the vibes are good. Uh, and that's the other thing, too, that, uh, you know, can't be overstated, I don't think, in terms of the regular season last year. They were, like, number one uh, in terms of vibes uh, throughout the mm-hmm. whole NBA. Like, Donovan Mitchell was so fucking happy. Everybody loved him. The, the, the whole team got along. Um, you know, by all accounts. And I think genuinely, I think that's a big reason why their, their, their success as a team was so good during the regular season. But again, you, you can't, you can't cover up your flaws with good vibes in the playoffs. Uh, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, the good vibes are go away. Uh, you know, when, when the lights get turned on and uh, you know, your, your, your true self comes out. So I think, you know, there's, there's possibility last year, you know, after a long summer of these Donovan Mitchell rumors, you just mentioned, you know, disappointing year, um, you know, guys kind of fighting for spots. Like I could see them, you know, maybe underachieving a little bit here in the regular season mm-hmm. and, and having a disappointing year. And if it does go that way, then I think the, the, you know, Donovan Mitchell trade talks are, are really going to heat up because, uh, you know, I, th- I think that's going to happen anyway. Um, I, I think, yeah, he's, he's been linked to New York, um, you know, so, so many times, whether that is the, 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 the Nets or the Knicks. And I mean, Brooklyn is an interesting place. Uh, you know, you talk yeah. about, you know, getting, Getting value back in terms of bigger wing players, uh, Brooklyn might have the best stockpile of uh, you know good three and D type wing players uh, you know in in the league with with the guys yep. uh, you know uh, between Dorian Finney-Smith you know who, who the, I'm I'm assuming they're not going to want to part with Mikhail Bridges but you know f- for the right price uh, mm-hmm. you know who knows Royce O'Neal they've got all these guys Cam Johnson um, Cam Johnson yeah that's another you know young player who would fit nicely on the timeline with, with oh, yeah, Garland yeah. and Mobley here. So there's, I think there's, there's things in the works, things happening. And, 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 and yeah, if, if you're looking at who's going to be sent out, who's going to be traded, I think it's much more likely that, uh, you know, if you're picking one backcourt guy, one frontcourt guy, the, the 23 year old Garland, 22 year old Evan Mobley, I think it's more likely, you know, the Cavs want to hold on to them than, you know, 25-year-old Jared Allen and 27-year-old Donna Mitchell. All all mm-hmm. young relative to the NBA, but I think yep, you, yep, they, yep. they will, the organization will tend to sort of, as you said, keep their home, homegrown, home-drafted kind of younger guys and maybe see if they can uh, make a change here if, if it looks like the, you know, the season's kind of uh, going down the drain or at least if they're, if they're underachieving, which I, I wouldn't be surprised if they do. So we, we, we will see yep, if this yep. team looks any different come uh, trade deadline time. 
Well, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll keep an eye on them for sure. Uh, and we're, we're going to move our focus as well now to uh, the, the second-last team here of the, 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 uh, the Central Division, the Indiana Pacers. Uh, obviously, last season was just one to you know, develop, work on uh, you know, building some team chemistry, building up these young, uh, young athletes that they've got, they've got uh, on the roster. And you know, yeah. the guy like Tyrese Halliburton really emerging. Uh, he's a you know, potential all-star talent that they can uh, you know, maybe turn into a franchise player or a cornerstone uh, that they can uh, they really, really build around. And you know, there, there's another guy, you know, like Benedict Matherin, a uh, Canadian boy that's uh, you know, uh, having a great uh, – great rookie season and you know hopefully we'll take that into the sophomore season as well but uh, I, I think that at the end of the day one of the things we need to like kind of dress first you know we're talking about uh, you know heading into the season the off season was a huge success for the Pacers you know drafting Jerry's Walker uh, you know great pickup uh, you know to Houston uh, and, and then you know they signed Bruce Brown and they are able to you know snag Obi Toppin from the Knicks I mean those are three really quality guys that are going to make immediate impacts on this team they all fit the timeline Bruce Brown, you know, uh, played huge minutes uh, on a championship-winning team. He's going to be a, such a huge vocal leader, uh, you know, in that uh, that locker room, I think, and uh, he'll he'll definitely be able to lead by example as well. Uh, yeah. you know, he's still uh, he's he's young, not not too uh, old himself, and uh, like, like this team, I still think you know relative expectations. I don't really see them, you know, getting anywhere farther than you know maybe the play in. But uh, th- this is definitely a team where I- I'm excited to see what develops. I think that they're moving in the, the perfect direction uh, for, you know, what-, what they need to accomplish this season. Yeah, 100%. This, I-, I-, I really like this team. Like, if we're putting together, like, league pass rankings, I think these guys would be pretty high up, um, yep. uh, you know, on my list. Like, Tyrese Halliburton is, is a stud. He's incredible. He, he-, he got mm-hmm. paid, uh, you know, out uh, – out the 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 wahoo this this summer he he went crazy um and you know deservedly so i think mm-hmm. he's gonna be you know one of the better point guards in the league for for the next five years plus um and you know i just I, I i love a guy who who can do so many different things and is so versatile at, at the size that that he's at and a guy who's kind of you know more traditional as a point guard in a lot of ways, but, but can get his own shot. He kind of reminds me, you know, it, it, it's a same, it, it, in my head, a similar type uh, of, of, of point guard as like SGA, like a guy who's just kind of herky jerky can, can get into spots is crafty, but has really, really good size and can kind of do a bit of everything. So I think, I think that's kind of the point guard of the future that you want. You know, you th- think like, you know, LaMelo ball and, and guys like that as well. And Lonzo, who we just talked about earlier, I just, absolutely love point guards with size uh who who, who, yep. who are skilled enough to to be able to do things so tyrese he's just the perfect guy to sort of as a young guy to lead this this team going forward and then yeah just a whole bunch of young talent like matherin had an incredible season last year and i think you know and coming off the bench most of the time i think i think he's probably going to be cleared to start now uh you know de- de- depending on how things go you know depending on how long Buddy Heald is on this team and, you know, a, a number of other factors, but I think he's going to get more play uh, this year. And, and, and he's just got another guy with just great star potential or at least mm. high end scoring potential, uh, you know, that, that he showed last year. He's going to have to put together something else in his game. Like he can't just be a gunslinger. He's going to have to learn to play his play a little bit more defense or, or rebound a little more or, or show some playmaking something to sort of, separate him uh you know the uh, out, out from you know just guys who just come in and, and and get hot off the bench but i you know he's young enough that he can develop those things um and, and you've, you've got a guy like nemhart as well another young point guard who's who's uh got you know so much potential 
um, and 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 showed yep. showed Good great shooter. stuff last year. Great shooter. Um, and I really like Jarris Walker. I mean, we talked about him, uh, you know, uh, around the draft, like uh, out of Houston, coming out of a really successful program, a guy who's going to be competing for that four spot, which has kind of been yep. a place, uh, sort of an empty hole on the Pacers for a long time. But now you've got, you're going to have competition there. You've got Obi Tobin, who, who you mentioned, who I think is primed to, to really just uh, explode this year because he was so impressive, uh, you know, in, in the playoffs last year. As a defensive guy, a kind of disruptor, a guy who could run the floor, uh, turned into a better shooter than I think people yep, thought yep. he could. And I just think, you know, last year there were times in the playoffs where I'm like, keep this guy out. Don't don't put Julius Randle out there to, to fucking stop the ball under the basket. Let Obi mm-hmm. Toppin take take, take that, uh, you know, uh, play that role. And I think he's just going to have wide open opportunity this year playing with a young team, you know, not not too much expectations on him. I I am I'm, I'm kind of circling him maybe maybe like an uh you know most improved candidate uh you know we'll we'll get into yeah, that yeah. um in our in He's our mega preview pick. but uh you know he's someone who I think could easily kind of get into that conversation with the the increased role this year and my guy my guy even though there's haters uh, everywhere including you Matt uh, I think mm-hmm. you're your chair of the the, the hating club but Miles Turner I think all everything's kind of behind him now. Like you know, will they? Self, won't they trade him? Self-proclaimed top five center. A hundred percent. I'd have to agree with him. Oh no. Okay, maybe that's pushing it. But I love the confidence. Uh, but you know, I, I think it's all kind of behind him now. This you know, is he going to be here for the long haul? Whatever, whatever. He's he's signed up. Uh, you know, for 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 decent money here for the next few years. Um, I think he's he's again still a relatively young guy at twenty seven. I think he's one of the better sort of prototypes you can want out of a center as a guy who can hit shots, yep, 100%, defend yeah. the rim. Um, and, and I'm excited to see what he looks like as, as a guy who just sort of has a clear cut role and, and is, isn't in, you know, worried about being on the trade block constantly. I think that, yeah. that, that there's going to be some sort of, you know, weight lifted off his shoulder this year. So all in all, I just think so many guys are primed to, be better this year to take a step forward. Rick Carlisle as a coach, uh, we know what, what, what he can do, do what he brings to the table. Um, and he's going to keep these guys sort of, you know, in check. He's going to run a, you know, a good operation. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, they, they don't quite have the experience yet to really scare anyone. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. but you know, as, as a, as a young team with, with, uh, you know, sort of the way they their pieces fit together, I'm, uh, I'm high as hell on these guys. And, and, and we, yeah. they're, they're one, they're one kind of, uh, you know, question mark, uh, you know, in terms of personnel is, is Buddy Heald going to be on this team? Is, is, is Are they going to put him up, uh, you know, yeah. as a trade ship at, at the trade deadline? I think they should. There's no reason to hold on to a 30 year old guy. I'd be pretty surprised if um, they didn't let this guy go. He, he yeah. was already in talks last year too. Yeah. I was surprised uh, he was still I mean, there even this year. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not many people in the, the NBA shoot as many threes as Buddy loves. So, uh, yeah. I'm, 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 my guess is that uh, you know, so, someone is going to come knocking for him, uh, some kind of contender. Someone's going to want him. But uh, yeah. uh, and, and I mean, hey, that's that's great for them too. I mean, you you have a guy who can give you some serviceable minutes uh, still, a veteran guy. Uh, and then when you know you, you don't really need him anymore, you ship him off, get a couple picks, get something to develop there. Uh, yep. I, I think this is a. You know they're they're in the perfect position right now for for a franchise that's you know going through a rebuild. Uh, that that Sabonis trade worked out uh, amazing for them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like the, this is they, they, their management should really be proud of the the, the roster they've constructed right now because uh, yeah. I I think that sooner rather than later these will be guys we'll we'll be looking at as you know potential top four top five seed in the Eastern Conference. You know I, I think it'll be a lot sooner than people think. Yeah yeah hundred percent yeah I'm 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 super high on these guys and yeah I mean. I, like, 
we 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 talk about it all the time you know with the, these young guys you you want you know as much as i think they should let go of a guy like buddy healed uh just because you know he's, he's he's not gonna really be valuable for them going forward bringing in mm-hmm. an adult to sort of uh you know i i think rick carlisle kind of is that guy but but bruce brown really is that guy in terms of like a, just a guy who can mm-hmm. come in and will demand respect from the locker room right away he was uh, firmly in the rotation of a championship-winning team last year and, and brings a lot of experience uh, and, and fills a need for them. So I think, yeah, he as much as he's going to bring stuff on the court, I think he's going to be just as valuable for them, if not more, in in the locker room, just bringing, you know, the, sort of the winning, winning culture, winning habits, uh, you know, around this team. And, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm super high on these guys. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how they progress the next couple of years, you know, the, the most difficult step is to in the NBA is to go from a fun, frisky young team. That's good to one. That's great. So that's going to be really interesting to see how they do that. And if they can kind of kind of develop everyone in house to sort of get to that point. But uh, yeah. yeah, there's, there's very few uh, young cores that I'm, that I like more uh, than the, than the Pacers. Yeah. And uh, you know, the, this is going to be a team to watch, but uh the, to finish it up, we're going to talk about another young team in this uh, division that uh, you know we might want to keep our eyes on, uh, you know, for for the future. The Detroit Pistons, Detroit basketball. Uh, this is this is a team that you know, it's fun, it's cool. They've got some you know nice pieces here and there, mm-hmm. but there's just there's no expectations. There's really no there, there's so many things missing from this team right now. Before I can even get excited about it, uh, <laughs> I mean uh, you know from personnel to the just the the teams you know like culture like. Uh, like right now, when I look at this team, I think one of the biggest glaring holes that they have is their lack of identity. This is yeah. such a mishmash of just random fucking guys. You've got, uh, you know, top touted prospects that you've drafted. You've got veteran guys you've just traded for and acquired. Uh, you know, and uh, they, they, they've also got uh, these these rejects they picked up. Uh, you know, off the garbage pile, uh, <laughs> James Wiseman's of the world. Like, like they, it's just. They've got everybody that they can have. They've got them all in the squad, and they're hoping that something's going to happen. But, like, it's a shitty team, and it's not really going to do anything. Like, and I don't see this team getting better, like, unless, you know, we can see, I don't know, 40 games of Cade Cunningham. That would be a a, a treat. But at this point, it's just we haven't seen enough of Cade. I don't know if he can stay healthy. Like, I don't know if this is at the point we need to be concerned about, uh, you know, his health. Uh, But uh, this is a, a, a team that I think... They've got to really establish something, just some kind of identity, a personality, a presence in this league. Because right now they just look like one of the worst teams in the league to me, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah, I like there. There are teams. I think I've mentioned this recently. There are teams that just uh, I don't know if they're they're cursed. They're they're in a hole. They're I I don't know how to describe it, but I feel like every time for the last eight years I've looked at the Detroit Pistons roster or watched a Pistons game or talked about the Pistons. It's just been the same old kind of wait. Oh, this guy's on this team. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, who, who, you know, Blake Blake Griffin is here. What, what what's going yeah, on? It's yeah. it's been a very confusing era for for uh, you know Pistons basketball. I what feel bad. Feel bad for their fans <laughs> or for their fans. Um, uh, and like they do have one of one of the best young players in the league in Cade Cunningham. Like you mentioned, we were kind of robbed of seeing him almost at all last year. So yep. I'm giving them the the credit. And I'm giving Cade the credit that they're gonna just, at the very least, be more exciting and just more. You know, I'm gonna want to watch them more with with him at the helm because, 
Um, I think everyone kind of forgot about him last year, uh, and 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 I think he's if he can stay healthy all season, uh, you know, he he's as good as any 22 year old in the league. And, you know, I think Mm -hmm. he's, he's going to be motivated to come back and and prove that again and and sort of reestablish himself. Um, And, and so I'm excited to see that. And I think that's going to help everyone on this team, all all those mishmash pieces, pieces you kind of mentioned having a, uh, you know, even though he's young, you know, having a a good point guard at the helm who can kind of set people up um, is, is going to be really helpful for them. Um, That being said, I no one was higher on Jaden Ivy than me. I fucking loved him, and yeah. I, I I advocated for him to go very high in the draft. But I just I, I don't know how well it's gonna work uh, with 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 him and Kate in that in that backcourt. Like it's it's just gonna be tough. Like how are you going to? I think he's gonna have a tough career at this point. Like he <laughs> he, he does a lot of stuff well, but like last season was like a bad rookie season. Yeah, it wasn't like, great. Like he had. He had some stats, but his efficiency was doo doo. Like he yeah. he was there. There his defense wasn't amazing. Like yeah. like I think that he really got away with a lot. I think a lot of people forgot that he existed. If I'm being honest, like yep. I think that he's a guy that you know had a lot of hype, and then people just kind of want to turn the blind eye to when things weren't really working out. Uh, yeah. And yeah. You know, I would like to see some him succeed as well. Like this is a guy with a lot of potential, but like I I don't know how he pairs with Cade at all. Yeah. I don't know how yeah. he pairs with really any any uh, you know backcourt he kind of plays like a small four that's six three <laughs> yes yes yeah you know, he's still so raw uh and i think you know yes well it, it, his his it's still sort of to be seen how his career plays out but the at least so far one of the worst things i i would say you know that i've i you know at this point of if, of his career rather like one of the worst things you can do is is pair him with <laughs> another ball dominant guy like i think he needs the ball in his hands to sort of make his decisions go through his the growing that he needs to go through and and that's what mm-hmm. he did at at purdue where I, you know he he was the, the guy with the ball in his hands making decisions he's not really an off ball type of guy he's not really a good shooter in that position um maybe that's something he can kind of develop maybe that's a the one plus to playing with a guy like Cade is sort of developing as more of an off-ball guy, but you know that that's just going to be a big question mark that 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 backcourt, and I think it's just no matter how you do it, no matter what Monty Williams does, I think it's just going to continue to be a bit of an awkward fit. Um, and then, yeah, outside of that, I just don't know because you've also got Asar Thompson, who mm-hmm. uh, you know he he's going to like to have the ball in his hands a little bit too. A guy can't who can't shoot with a uh, shit, can't shoot at at all. A, a guy you know scouts you know you know the 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 draft guides. Everybody loves the Thompson twins, and I I, I totally get the, sort of the, the the hype around their ability to uh, come in with with you know real NBA bodies and 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 you know mm-hmm. able to contribute especially on the defensive end right away. But the the rawness is just so plain to see, and that, that there's just no guarantee that the skill is going to uh, sort of come for, come for for either of them and and, and yeah in Asar's case it's like what how do you stand out on this team when, when you've got two guys fighting over the ball in the backcourt uh you know there's not gonna be a lot of touches to go around and if you're not gonna be a knockdown shooter how are you gonna you know stand out any more than fucking Michael Kidd Gilchrist did it's gonna be a mm-hmm. tough tough going uh for for the rest of this team and they just don't have a lot of skill just a lot of prospects who are raw and have potential but aren't really polished yet 
Um, Killian then, Hayes breakout year. Yeah, but keep keep an eye on him. Uh, you, he's you've been you've been singing his praises for the last few years, Matt. So I, I, I hope days. you're ready to to continue doing that. But you know, mm-hmm. th- then then you then you move to the front court. It's like, well, how do I feel about this mix of beef stew, James Wiseman, Jalen Duran, and freaking Marvin Bagley? Like, what the hell is mm-hmm. going on there? Too many cooks in the goddamn kitchen. I don't know who's playing what, playing where. I don't know what the point of any of it is. Um, and I think it's just gonna, you know. You loved uh, Jalen Duran coming out of uh, c- coming out of college, and and, and so did I. Uh, you know, I, I, another great pickup. I thought, um, and you know, a guy with incredible size, still only not even twenty years old yet. But yeah, yeah, is, he'll be is, a beast. Uh, is James Wiseman? He's are they, they stealing his minutes, uh, or is are yeah. they going to uh, Marvin Bagley? Like, uh, how, uh, uh, like it just feels like there's just more way more questions than answers for this team in terms of who's playing where what you know what what are the roles for each of these guys and i just think in yeah. that situation you get into like a houston rockets of the last couple of years type of deal where it, it's just hard to get a grasp on who guys really are cuz they're not getting the opportunity mm-hmm. and then it's like you know who rises to the top you know it i i i predict unfortunately for the pistons and their fans another season of kind of chaos and until some some sort of consolidation happens with all these fucking prospects um and 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 you know instead of holding on to guys like i i I don't know how long joe harris is going to be on this fucking team same thing with alec burks uh and and boyan bogdanovich like these these three guys who Mm -hmm. really do not need to be there at all but another reason to you know sort of say get get rid of these guys uh just you know, maybe keep one of them for that veteran presence uh, if they're okay being there. But try and you know free up some some space on the wing or you know at the four yep. spot somewhere wherever you can uh, to to sort of see what some of these prospects can do. But I just I, I, it it just feels like a logjam of of uh, undeveloped talent, and it's gonna be hard for Monty Williams to parse parse through all of it. I think, uh, and so yeah, I I. I don't have don't have high hopes for for the Pistons this year, unfortunately. Well, everybody, let us know what you think of the Pistons as well as every other team in the Central Division at Big Dog Ball Talk, because Ball TikTok, Instagram, yeah, Twitter or X, I guess at this point, uh, I guess it's X. You search Twitter, it'll come up at Big yeah. Dog Ball Talk. We'll uh, you'll you'll find us, and uh, we'll be back with uh, our final division preview. The uh, the Southeast baby, where we're heading down to, uh, to the Florida Keys, baby. Uh, that's where uh, you know, the Ontarians like to go when the, the weather starts getting bad, like it is right now. So uh, we will see you guys there. This has been Big Dog Ball Talk. My name is Jordan Flegel, and as my good friend Jordan always. Uh, what is it? Sticking out your gat for the Rizzler? Uh, can you explain that to me, Matt? What? You're younger than me. Do you know that song? That uh, that Tic Tac song? I- Tic Tac, I said Tic Tac. Tic Tac? Yeah, the Tic Tac. Uh, I, 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 I watched that Tic Tac, John. I watched it. Uh, the Rizla. The Rizla. Do you know what uh, I'm talking I, about, Mac? I need you to explain. No, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Like, I, I, know, I, can, I guess I can kind of understand the sentence. <laughs> really? Okay, yeah. See, you're younger than me, Matt. I, I, I am the big dog, yeah. uh, as everyone knows. Very trendy. Little pup, but uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know the lingo. You're going to need to explain it to me, but it's a Tic Tac song, man. You're going to look it up, uh, and uh, I, mm-hmm. I think you're going to enjoy it. Yeah, let's, we'll, we'll learn the dance together. You guys will see it. Uh, Play it out. At Big Dog Ball. <laughs> at Big Dog Ball. <laughs>